0: My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Robertas, a super duper awesome place. Robertas is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage.
1: You are listening to Heritage Radio Network broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradio.network.org for thousands more.
0: Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow
2: kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear vision. Too bad for radio and too good looking for television. And And now, here they are to pluck the low hanging fruit fruit of the literati. Your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire.
3: And here we are back on a Sunday afternoon.
0: It's awesome. I missed you last week, Judy. I know. I was sick. I still have a little bit of a cold. You were recovering from the Morrissey concert, I understand.
3: I was, I was in bed for two days afterwards. The Meet is Murder
0: slideshow was just <laughs> too much for you to handle. The
3: kid, there were kids in front of us, a couple, a straight couple in front of us during Meet Murder making out, which uh, just seems like the worst Thing ever. It's like
0: why Because Jindalist Wasn't showing Oh and I saw <laughs> I saw
3: one of our Roberta's friends here Oh right
0: um, our, fr- our friend Christian the manager, Christian the manager Who uh, kind of looks like Morrissey Actually, Yeah he does
3: He was there Clutching flowers He's a murderer <laughs> uh, oh, oh, oh that's true. He works at a media establishment. <laughs> but I'm really excited because it's National Fisting Day. There is no Ooh.
0: such thing as National Fisting Day, Judy.
3: Jisley <laughs> told me there is.
0: Gisley said so well. Mitt Romney says otherwise.
3: <laughs> but I'm also happy to um that we have the wonderful Bob Burt joining us. Woo!
0: My favorite beatnik, Bob Burt.
3: Yay, everybody's favorite beatnik.
0: Known for uh, playing in that popular folk rock band Sonic Youth. Oh. And uh, <laughs> And um, Bang in the Can And Pussy Glore My favorite Bang in the Can uh, As I always say uh, Taught me the valuable lesson That art should be Art is like children And should be seen And not heard <laughs> <laughs> Ooh oh, Yeah I think it was Listening to Right Now When I realized that <laughs> Well you know That was a day When you could make Willfully um, You know Music that was Willfully confrontational And uh, put it over as art I guess True
1: I guess But
0: Bob's got a very storied career of course He's going to be playing With his old friend Liddy Lunch again Uh, His old band The Chrome Cranks Are out on the road again
4: Not really But we did play a show Last week (laughs) You know At your age Bob That counts as a tour Okay True You probably (laughs) Uh, drove to the show But what are you doing To
0: celebrate National Fisting Day
4: well, actually, I experienced my first fistings this year. So all right. It's, it's, a, it's a
0: good day. Yeah. I was surprised because you used to work for Andy Warhol, so I figured you'd be an old hand at this.
4: <laughs> oh, oh zing. And I didn't bring my snare drum for that rim, shop. <laughs> rim shot. Bob? Yeah. Rim, rim shot, Bob? Rim shot.
3: Rim shot. That's one. Okay, I know the music stuff is very cool, too, but one thing I've always been curious about is working for Andy Warhol. What was that like? Did you have much contact with him?
4: Uh, no, not at all. Um, I answered the phone a few times when he called. But I basically was working for his right hand man named uh, Rupert Smith down on Canal Street, but we did all of his silk screen printing there. We right did all, all the editions. And uh yeah, we did all his print editions, all the portraits, you know, all the screen printing was done there. And a Wait, what a great you mean,
0: job though for you mean a young Andy guy. Warhol wasn't pulling his own prints, Bob? No, he wasn't.
4: <laughs> if you can believe that. <laughs> At the factory? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: nope. So you didn't have any tin foil, foil walls or or socialites
4: overdosing on speed in your, in your office? No, not at all. Most of the time I was working the night shift by myself. <laughs> yeah, you weren't, you weren't like
0: hanging around like shooting speed balls with Lou?
4: Nope. The only thing that happened was one day uh, I was working the night shift and my boss said, oh, you know, someone's going to come by and visit. I want you to show them around the place. So the doorbell rang and it was Debbie Harry and Stephen Sprouse.
0: Oh,
3: that's cool,
4: though, right? <laughs> that was pretty cool. The first
0: time, the only time I saw Andy Warhol on the street in New York was uh, it was 1982. I had just gotten to uh, NYU. It was like my first semester of college. And I went to see Lou Reed at the bottom line when so he had uh, Robert Quine and his band. It was actually a good group he had with him. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Andy Warhol came, and he looked pretty frail. He wasn't looking great. He had this like ridiculous wig on, you know, this big silver, you know, wig. And, but he was with these six pretty identical-looking preppy blonde boys, these buff blonde boys, all wearing like matching varsity <laughs> leather jackets <laughs> and like you know perfect blue jeans and penny loafers. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was very, very inspirational.
4: I saw him a bunch of times on the street and around. And, and there was one time I was in a Soho art gallery, and he used to like. Whenever a new issue of Interview would come out, he would go to galleries and just stand there with a pile, and he would sign them and hand them out to people. And I was just sitting there watching him. There was this big long of people, big long line of people waiting to get their their magazine signed. And he just like walked away from the line and came over to me and said, "Here, don't you want one?"
3: <laughs> oh, that's nice. And
4: then you know, someone pointed out, Julie Kaufert actually pointed out many years later, like, "Well." Yeah, he was cruising the young hot. Mom. <laughs> you were young that and hot. That Julie
3: puts a puts a naughty spin on everything. I don't know her, but that offends me.
0: Bob was young and hot. Yeah, well, one time. <laughs> so, but you know, working for Andy Warhol, you do seem to be at sort of some nexus of some sort of crazy New York art scene. Uh, you know, and the bands you played in, especially you know, coming up with Sonic Youth and whatnot. And
4: well, yeah, I was mentioning needed to be before how like. You know, we just did this Chrome Cranks show last week, and there was this uh, article in the Village Voice Online with an interview with Peter Aaron, and it was just like, you know, referring back to the glory days of 1992 on the, in the East Village, which, you know, it, 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 it kind of cracked me up, you know, growing up here and, and actually, you know, remembering walking down St. Mark's on my way to the Fillmore East in the 60s, you know, and, and, and experiencing, you know, how the town changed all through the years. I mean, all through the... Uh, you know, the 70s, I discovered Max's and, and CBGB's in, like, 75, and I was going there constantly and, and and experiencing all that. When I was in high school, I saw the New York Dolls at Max's in, like, 1972. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just, like... I don't know. Isn't it awesome to have someone <laughs> finally on the show who's older than us? Judy? I know it's crazy.
3: The first club, the first New York hey, club I went I, to, I, was I may be sitting in the
4: same seat they had some dick sitting. <laughs> you might, are, and, and he might be a year or two older than me. He's
3: I think he's fifty nine this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm
4: not there yet. I got a few more. Well, it's good. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you know, we
0: haven't, I haven't hit the half century mark either, and Judy's 20 years away from it, of course.
3: Oh, my God, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm barely 30. <laughs> you I'm don't still, look at, uh, still in the bloom of my youth.
0: I just got my period last <laughs> week.
4: <laughs> nice.
0: Sorry. Uh, me and Bob are going through menopause over here.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I remember when I turned 50 and I was standing at Maxwell's, and Todd walked by, and I just said, I just turned 50. You know what that means? I've been coming to this fucking place for more than half my life.
3: You'd be two. going to
4: Maxwell's more years <laughs> than you weren't going to it. Exactly. <laughs>
3: yeah, I just saw that Madonna's erotica album just turned 20. And to me, that's like, that's kind of a recent record for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, what, is 20? Yeah, you
0: know. Well, nine nineteen ninety two. Yeah,
4: the, the first uh, Bikini Kill record just turned 20. I'm like, oh, my God. You know? <sighs> yeah, time flies. You know, the
0: weird thing is, though, I mean, I think, you know, we as a group and I include you old man Bob Burt. you know in this I think it's our attitude and our outlook I feel much younger and what we do I mean imagine where our parents were when they were in their 40s I mean my parents never had any fun anyway but they were old when they were 24
4: you know
3: well yeah now I think probably people like young Joe look at us as cautious like like weird old Joe, Joe the
0: engineer is the next wave of shit. <laughs> 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 That's right. Watch and learn yeah. Mr. Joe the engineer.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine last night who I went to high school with and she has two kids and they're trying, to, you know, they're right now they're going through the college selection process and she has said to me before, she goes, you're really lucky you don't have kids because when you do, they're a constant reminder of how old you are.
4: Oh man. <laughs> I, I just recently, in, back in May I went out to LA and I was at this rock show and I was backstage and I was talking to some young girls and it turns out you know what was that, that like I was older than their parents you
1: know? <laughs> yeah
3: and,
4: that's and, what I was- you're hearing things like oh yeah you know my mother turned me on to the cramps oh
0: you know? <laughs> 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 well, and speaking of the cramps happy birthday poor dead lux interior yes No oh, man I miss the cramps you know yeah, totally um, they were always a really good time I, you know I have I mean I think a lot of people have the same revelation the same had the same epiphany the first time i heard human fly you know i mean it was, it was crazy It was like and then the fuzz comes launching and it was like holy shit this is the coolest fucking thing i ever heard in my life and it just really shifted my whole worldview can we form a band that sounds like that what do we do it was like it was just a world changer and
4: the funny part is like i wasn't that you know there's a lot of people that we know are that educated in in where it all came from It took me like Two or three cramps albums To realize that All these songs are covers Yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> Me too I was just like This is cool new stuff Yeah, yeah but- Luck
0: and Ivy Weren't exactly Lieber and Stoller <laughs> That's for sure But you know I, You know how I feel I think their first album Was the last great record They made The singles were great Human <laughs> Fly I- No Songs of the Lord Taught us Okay it was, an ama- was a masterpiece But it, it was, was But it's outsider art Compared to Psychedelic Jungle By the time they got To Psychedelic Jungle It had turned all paisley And it was chick friendly You know it stopped they, Oh they, yeah. Chick friendly yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's right. It was like Paisley and Lovebeats, and it was it a. Was oh, that's what chicks was, are about.
3: I'm gonna, I'm gonna floor you. I'm yeah, gonna like it, give you the Vulcan death grip <laughs> or some
0: other. Bring, bring, bring it on, McGuire. Because at that point, they didn't want to use your eyeballs for dials on their TV set. It became like, you know, it became like a happy trip. It was just way too, too, too friendly. Not.
4: Oh, you're I, dead. I, t- I tend to. Disagree. It's a very soft record. They were still putting on great live shows, and I saw. I them think a lot th- th- I think it's really their good. best album, and I thought yeah, after you know, songs, the Lord taught us it was as, all time as great about. as Brian Gregory was. Kid Congo Powers. Yes. Like close And, and those, is, those were very live great live shows, question. but I think that record, just,
0: you know, go home and put it on your old uh, Victrola there.
4: I will. Uh, it's, and, it's one of the few cramps records that I own. I don't even well, have I don't, think it, I, don't think, I don't think
0: it compares. There's nothing on Psychedelic Jungle. Even Goo Goo Muck is pretty soft compared to Sunglasses After Dark. Garbage Man is, is a masterpiece of sorts. Anyway, yeah.
3: we're going to stop this sexist rant by Edison. <laughs> and we're yeah, going to really. hear we're gonna hear some say, though, I, chick-friendly Bob Burt music. My last exactly. comment on Lux
0: Interior, though, is I was always impressed that the it older he got... The more into drag and dressing like a woman he was, you know, he was. He was wearing like the g strings and higher heels. The older he got, and he, how old was Lux? He was always older than the rest of us, right? Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. kind of like an old guy in the scene, but he looked great. His yeah. hair, but his hair got higher, and he got more into cross dressing the further his career went along. And I always kind of respected that. Right.
4: Okay, so what are we hearing, Bob? <laughs> what are we hearing? Uh, We're hearing the the, the chick friendliest band of all time. <laughs> yes. Called Pussy Galore. Sweet little high five. Mike and
0: Judy show here on the Heritage Radio Network with Bob Burt. Let her rip.
2: But I'm a goddamn fool, they do make me sick I was bitchin' and whinin' and complainin' and lie. No good man, don't ever listen at all Original, uh, outstanding, eternal One riff I learned A great song Welcome A crime, a quicker in fear, make girl in a wasting time a look in a I don't make my food That's a to find people with my man in the air Why don't they get it out? Rise be a man with a putter head up Get down like a wear in a floor. With a life, you're a of shit I'm a rockin' here. line
3: That was great I'm sorry I've got a mouthful Of Jesus Christ My favorite Catholic pizza From Roberto's.
0: <laughs> that well, was kind of awesome But I'm always One of my favorite Pussy Galore songs oh, cool. I like it when You know I love it when Pussy Galore You know Leans hard On kind of The garage rock Thing like that And Dick Johnson Um to me, was you know, which was ninety
4: five percent of what we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well,
0: well, then there's like the the, the tape manipulation, and and there's a lot of you know, you know, some some of it needs to be heard once, exactly. But so,
3: um, you guys played. Fuck recently you, Mike. <laughs> you guys played recently too, didn't you?
4: Yes, we did. We had a, a reunion last December twenty third, uh, opening for Yellow Tango at one of their many uh, Hanukkah gigs, and uh, it was a blast. Are it was, you going to do that awesome. again? Uh, if it was up to me, it would be the answer would be yes. But I'm not the boss. I'm just, the drummer. And, uh, just a drummer. I'm, I'm, you're I'm, I'm,
0: the spine of the band. You're the
4: one member in that band that's not. I would, I would hate all. to think that I <laughs> scavenged around the junkyard and built a whole new drum kit for one benefit show. But we'll see what happens. Uh, after that show, I saw so many photos
0: of like you know the, the, the circular saws, the bands, you know, tied yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah. and you're your snare drum in the gas tank. Like posted on Facebook, everybody sort of gravitated towards your uh, yeah. your junked up, built up drum set, which sounded great. Thank Possibly you. you weren't annoying enough that night. Uh, oh. It wasn't the, the treble wasn't tweaked high enough the way I remember the old shows where it was like, <laughs> really
4: like holy shit standing in front of that band back in the day was really well. I, I was shocked because like standing back in, back in the day, you know, John was a lot more meticulous and. and uh I remember the sound checks with that metal drum kit going on for hours. And we like got the Maxwells and set up, and you know, we ran through some songs. Was like, oh, that's great, you know. But, you but
0: think? John, John is a, is a perfectionist. I mean, we both worked with him a lot. Yeah. And by the way, that's John on uh, the Mike and Judy theme music. It's, um, Oh, cool. You know, uh, and Jets' John Spencer, has been a guest here on the Mike and Judy show as well, and our, our good friend. But John is definitely a perfectionist. I mean, to yes, work with John, yes. I mean, he is, he is, um, and that's why his records always sound so good. I think that's why the Blues Explosion sounds so good. and Exactly. And the Pussy Galore records, and obviously, you know, I'm teasing a little bit, but when he wants to turn the screw, you know, and push you back off the speakers, he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Yep, exactly. Um, what about, what's going on with uh, the Chrome Cranks?
4: Well, you know, the Chrome Cranks... Um we fell apart in the '90s and didn't speak to each other for 15 years, and then we got back together in, <coughs> excuse me, 2009, and we did uh, two shows—one in Brooklyn, one in Manhattan—and then we did another show in in, uh, in France for a lot of money. And then the we French got,
3: really like to pay. I yeah, love that.
4: yeah, it was great. That was like you know, I loved it. Just flying away for a weekend, rocking a bunch of kids, and flying back with a ton of money in your pocket.
0: The Rolling Stones didn't talk to each other for 15 years either, but they actually made records during that whole yeah, time. Same with the Ramones. You know? <laughs>
4: But we all moved away and got different lives and things And then uh, we managed to get back to, And then we got back together again in 2010 I, Did two more shows And then recorded this album Which finally came out this year And then fucking, it took forever Just to get this one show together Dealing with everyone that lives in different states And different crises that were going on at the time And it's it turned out William Weber, our guitar player Who also played in Gigi, Hour right? Along with you um, not, not along with you, but... Yeah, another, another a colleague. Yeah, another colleague. XGG alumni. <laughs> and uh, he couldn't make it, so we got Kurt Wolf from Pussy Galore to fill in, who did a great job. And uh, yeah, we so finally we played this gig last Saturday, which was packed, and we rocked it, and it was great. And But I, I totally experienced that whole nightmarish situation of the East Village, of what it is nowadays. While I was loading my car at 3 in the morning, I saw some guy get beaten to a pummel by five guidos. And then this other person, that, uh, this couple from Virginia who are really big fans and have been like promoting the show since it was announced months ago, came up for the weekend. And then when they were at the show, so supposedly someone slipped a date rape drug into the guy's drink and he uh. doesn't even remember seeing his favorite band that he's been waiting five months for. And it's just like... Just like a lot of weird things going around surrounding that whole situation, but it was a great show. That used to
0: happen to Tim Warren all the time without the <laughs> date <laughs> rape drugs. Yeah,
4: exactly.
0: <laughs> um, we're both uh, veterans of Crypt Records as well. That was always, <laughs> you know, Tim, Tim would, I love you guys, I'm coming to the show, and uh, he'd be spinning <laughs> records, and by the time he hit the stage, he'd be like face down and, you know, you know, sort of have to like lift the phono needle off of his hand. <laughs> uh, so we got a Chrome Crank song to play. I know you think this is like the best record you guys ever made, right?
4: Yes, yeah, so it is, because... Uh, you know, we grew up, we settled down, and, and we finally did it the right way. And, and uh, yeah, we recorded it upstate in New York in this big barn, the same place where the recent Swans records were recorded. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's was place. that in Kingston. This place wasn't in Kingston, but it was nearby. I can't remember which town it was in. What's <laughs> a, what's the name of this song? Uh, this is called Rubber Rat.
3: Okay, can you spin that one, Joe?
4: Please. <laughs>
0: Holy shit, that sounds fantastic, Bob. That oh, really, thank you. Really, really, really does, does sound yeah. great. It's um you know, it's so hard for me to get excited about rock music anymore. It's just like <laughs> you know, no, it's like the dumbest shit on earth and after years of being pummeled by electric guitars and, and the big beat, it's you gotta be gotta have something that's something extra to really get my attention and the crumb Cranks sound really, really fucking good.
3: Bob what 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 kind of young bands do you listen to? I mean, you're really involved in music. The Beatles so. are no
0: longer young, Bob.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I,
0: wow, that's in one I day. really, I really, I
4: really can't think of anything that's brand new and young that really floats my boat. Most things that not I the do, Lady Gaga. No, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you know.
3: Well, say you're going to go out on a, not a Saturday night, but um, like a Thursday night. What kind of show do you go to? Arena shows ever?
4: No, um, I've gone to millions of shows my whole life, starting mm-hmm. when I was a teenager, and. Um, Nowadays, it it really takes an old favorite like you know Red Cross or someone like that to get me out of the house. Right. Or or if friends of mine are playing down the block at Maxwell's, like uh, Ian Savonius' Chain in the Gang. I, I saw pretty recently, and and um, I can't think of anything. That's real brand new Like all this You know Crap coming out of Williamsburg Doesn't do anything for me Or
3: Well don't worry They're not going to be Coming out of Williamsburg anymore Because they can't Afford to live there Well isn't
0: that, that's the thing though The people who live there Can not only afford to live there But can afford to Work on their yeah. art And I say that In gigantic quotation marks Their art and their music um, Because exactly Because they're rich Because they have money I mean it's so hard You know when we were Coming up I'd sit in a bar in the Lower East Side You never knew Who you were sitting Next to in some dive bar Right You know it could be You know some You know out on on his luck uh, Poet or some The next great film director Or some guy who had A novel in his pocket That was going to like Break through and be huge Or a painter Now you know it's like Hedge fund douchebags I was reading today In the New York Post On the way over here um that guy that wrote the book Why Quit Goldman Sachs, who's yeah, kind of the news like right now. What a fucking tool. Right? <laughs> Seriously, yeah, he's complaining about his half a million dollar bonus. You know? <laughs> Poor little rich boy. But he was saying it was in the late nineties he had to go to Alphabet City. Okay, right? Yeah. You know. Um, and, you know, he roughed it because there was not near any subway. I mean, there's never been a subway in Avenue B, but, you know, I'm just laughing because we all know we haven't called it Alphabet City since when? Since, like, the mid-'80s, you right. know? And now Avenue B might as well be Avenue fucking Bistro. You're better off buying a wicker chair there than a bag of dope. <laughs>
4: I mean, back when we were talking about it, I never, you know, Avenue A was sketchy enough. Avenue C was, like, verboten. Oh, my God. I, don't get me started Deb. in the few minutes we have left, I want to go back that, to that point and... Uh, next week or the week after on november 3rd will be the 30th anniversary of my very first show with sonic youth wow which was also the night that i met my idol lydia lunch and ironically 30 years later on the same date she's going to be in my house and we're getting ready to do a week of shows uh with this uh retrovirus doing a whole uh, career spanning thing of hers in uh it's going to be awesome. I'm actually, right after this, in a few minutes, I'm going to be meeting uh, Weasel Walter and Just Kizzis uh, from the Swans, and, and uh, we're going back to my space in Hoboken to work it up. And uh, for the people that are around here, we'll be playing at the Knitting Factory in Brooklyn on November 15th. And if you're even the tiniest bit of a Lydia Lunch fan, you, you wouldn't want to miss this show. We're, we're, we're covering all bases I'm she's,
3: looking forward to that I'm, I'm very excited about yeah. that too Now
0: look Lydia
4: launched 30 year
0: retrospective I mean can you imagine 30 years You know when she was Doing Teenage Jesus Or wherever it was At 30 years
4: later It's like wow it yeah, still, yeah. It's still resonating And she's great yeah. yeah And she's You know that That was the great thing About her is She never stuck With one thing too long So it's like a lot Of styles of music And it's all great We're starting off With some Teenage Jesus songs Going into 8 Eyed Spy 1313 Queen of Siam we're, we're doing it all We're ending Uh I don't want to give away the set list too much, but uh, ending with a classic Alice Cooper cover.
3: <laughs> um, have you ever played with her before?
4: Uh, well, I recorded Death Valley 69 oh, with okay, her. Oh, right. yeah, and right. Um, Which we're going to hear in a, a second. A little bit of things here and there, but um, no, nah, I've never actually been in, in one of her bands or anything like that. Yeah. Well, but we've been, been close friends for for a long yeah, time. Yeah, we had a
0: great gig uh, together opening up for With exactly. the, uh, the
4: Bower, Bower Electric with uh, yeah. Bob and uh, Mickey Finn and um, my own thing, yeah. my own traveling road show. So I, I, is- I still have the poster hanging over my computer that she signed with uh, Bob Beats It So Good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so where can, I mean, this is this is an international show since it's available on the internet. Um, where else are you guys playing besides the Knit? Uh, and how po- can people find info?
4: Uh, they can find info, I guess, <laughs> On the internet? Uh, we're playing uh, two shows in Los Angeles. One that has to do with the uh, Fashion Institute, um, which is on November 8th. And then we're going up to San Francisco and playing there on the 10th at the Verde Club. And then we're coming back to L.A. playing the Echo on Sunday the 11th. We're going from there to Toronto. Not sure what the date is, but uh, then we're playing Hamilton, which is 45 minutes away from Toronto, and from there we're coming right to the Knitting Factory. So it's like s- it's a tour, s- six shows it's in like tour. seven days. You
3: guys have to hook up some of that European money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we she's we big we, in Europe, right? Yeah, okay. we
4: will. And we we already talked about uh, some future plans, but right now we got we got to rock this out. So.
3: <laughs> I mean I feel like There's so many things That we haven't even discussed Like we, BB we, gun hey, Your yeah. writing your yeah, BB your gun art. One
4: of the all time great uh, you know,
0: I, I, I don't it's even it's like to Call a, BB gun a fanzine It's, nice to it's so that, much
4: better than that it, I, nice to, It's nice to think That my life expands Beyond 20 minutes Of a radio
3: show <laughs> <laughs> At least You're at like At least 47 that's minutes 30
4: years <laughs> To be here Behind a pizzeria In Bushwick <laughs> that's, that's why I'm working On my book Which is going to be Mostly photos But I just wish I had the drive Of these two excellent Writers here <laughs> Because it just—I hate writing.
1: (laughs) Oh, just
3: ask for help. Yeah, Yeah. seriously, you could do it. Yeah, you just need a deadline. You need someone to buy that (laughs) off the proposal, and once you have a deadline, where if you don't turn it in, you won't get paid. It's a big—it's a big motivator. Never forget, Bob,
0: Mike, and Judy are here for you. All right. Speaking of book authors, I want to give a shout out to our friend Lisa Carver today, whose new book is in the New York. Times Magazine today This is just Absolutely oh, wow. fantastic um, Her new book Reaching Out With No Hands Reconsidering Yoko Ono Which is absolutely A fabulous book And it was excerpted In today's New York Times Magazine A giant excerpt it must be like 2,000 words And um, it's a must read And I hope oh. it catapults Her to the stardom That she so richly Deserves I've been
4: skipping The Sunday Times For the last few weeks I'll have to pick it up Today
3: Yeah definitely Pick you know, up you know, the you know what? Save, save
0: the five bucks That the Times costs you And buy her book Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, True. And we should also Mention Judy's book As well of course The oh, official book of book of sex drugs and rock and roll list which is available. starring a
3: list by bob burt
0: exactly and jizzly speaking of national <laughs> oh, did the jizzly just- list make the book
3: no the jizzly book got me canceled by oh. your ex-employer but
0: <laughs> i knew that i knew that <laughs> <laughs>
3: but i i'm celebrating with jizz in spirit i'm fisting in my head but, <laughs> nice. so we're gonna go out with a bob burt Extravaganza number. What is this,
4: Bob? The Sonic uh, Youth.
0: Death Valley sixty nine. All right, once again it's been the Mike With and Judy Lydia Show Lynch. for Judy McGuire and Mike Edison and Bob Burt here on the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks to Joe the Engineer. We'll see you guys next week.
4: All right.